Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome. I am Heather Caro. And I am Emily Leadham. Thank you for joining us for a little bit of coffee this morning. We're broadcasting from the Pastoral Center here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, a.k.a. the Diocese is what I call it. And our new recording studio. Doesn't so it look so fancy. good? I'm just going to move in. I know. I feel like I could, you know, put a little cot up underneath this table. You know, and yeah, how much work we have to do that might be... You know, yeah, sufficient. probably, probably. I agree. No, it's, it's your family doesn't need dinner, Emily. Yeah, they're fine. They're They'll fine. get by just fine. Man no, will make it work. it's a beautiful day. The snow is melting a little bit, uh, albeit chilly, but it's a beautiful Tuesday morning Amen. here in sunny Sioux Falls. Well, let's get our morning started off the right way with a little bit of a prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I offer thee to. I offer to Thee, O Lord, my whole being, and in particular all of my thoughts, words, actions, and sufferings of this day. I consecrate them to the glory of Thy name, beseeching Thee that through the infinite merits of Jesus Christ my Savior, they might find acceptance in Thy sight. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm a simple prayer kind of gal. I like it. (laughs) And we're going to have a fantastic show this morning. I'm so excited about our many, many guests. You kicked Chris Bergwald out of his seat this morning. Normally he and I get to host. He's kind of a slacker, so... Oh, I funny. I love it. No, he's out today. So, Heather, you and I get to run the show, which is a little nerve wracking. I'm kind of excited. I, I mean, not nerve wracking for us. I mean, nerve wracking for the guests. True. Buckle up. <laughs> Buckle up, folks. Here we go. Here we go. Well, should we get started with our first guest? Absolutely. Andrew, are you on with us? Hello. Can you hear me? I can. Thank you for joining awesome. us. Yeah. Thank you for this opportunity to chat this morning. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself. We're talking with Andrew Hewitt from The Banquet. What do you do there at The Banquet? Hey, yeah, like you said, my name is Andrew Hewitt, and I'm the Director of Marketing and Development, so fundraising and marketing for The Banquet here in Sioux Falls. Wonderful. How long have you been there, Andrew? I've been there just about a year on the dot. Okay, wow. Tell us about your first year, especially (laughs) with all of the adjustments uh, required this year in in light of uh, COVID-19 and all of that. Right, it's been a year. So uh, what what a year it's been. Um, You know, you you have expectations. It's funny because I was chatting with my wife a couple weeks ago about how, you know, I thought I'd be at this point with this part of my job and at this point with this part of my job. And then she's just like, well, you know, you really even haven't had a chance to do your job. So, <laughs> right. Um, no kidding. You know, we, we are, we're very blessed with lots of great fans and supporters. So, you know, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a good year, uh, knock on wood, overall, with, um, from as far as our operational standpoint. So, um, yeah, thanks to people like the Catholic Church here in Sioux Falls and the surrounding areas. We are, like I said, we're very blessed. Well, and I think that this might cause some confusion to a lot of the listeners in our area because we cover five states. And okay. it took 
It took um, my uh, previous boss, Steve, a while to figure out when I was talking about the banquet. He thought I was talking about RPR's banquet. Oh, your fundraising event for event. real presents. Which, oh, funny. Yeah. Where in Sioux Falls, when you're talking the banquet, we're talking about something completely different. So, Andrew, tell us what the banquet is for those of us who right. don't live in, in Sioux in Falls. In Sioux Falls, the banquet is uh, there are two physical locations where we are feeding ministry and we serve people who are hungry. And, you know, part of the thing that I love about the banquet is that a lot of the population we serve, they... Um, their day in and day out is jumping through red tape and clearing hurdles to uh, receive services and resources. And at the banquet here in Sioux Falls, you just show up at our loca- at our uh, physical locations, and we, we provide warm, nutritious meals, uh, 16 meals a week. So at our downtown location, we serve breakfast Monday through Friday and then supper Monday through Friday with a lunch on Saturday. And then at our brand-new West location, we serve a supper uh, Monday through Friday out there as well. So um, we're a feeding ministry, so we, we provide meals to people in need. So some of our population that we serve are, are homeless people. We also serve a lot of like single single parents and as well as elderly on fixed income. So, you know, we're just here and available for people to use our resources. Um, you know, I, I know many people who use our services because it's either their grocery bill, they're trying to manage that so they can afford Mm -hmm. their prescription medications and things of that nature. So um, beyond the feeding ministry, we have a backpack program. We just got done doing that in a completely different way Um, here with um, the COVID-19 restrictions at the school districts and our other distribution sites. So we had all that um, handed out through our doors, and we also are a mail center for people who need physical addresses. So that's kind of that inundates a lot of the day-to-day workflow is when is the mail coming and sorting the mail and then for the guests to pick up the mail that's been quite the changes we've had to uh, encounter and deal with as well wow can andrew can you tell us a little bit more about the backpack program and how that how does that work yeah, so I know that it was identified a handful of years ago that a lot of our guests who have children, you know, if they're having a hard time making ends meet to um, make their grocery budget budget or their food budget, that they're struggling to make ends meet with uh, school supplies as well. So we work with the local school districts to get supply lists, and then we have many, many generous volunteers and donors who help uh, supply us with backpacks and the necessary school supplies so kids can come to our doors to... Um, come, come, and they just have to have them, themselves, and usually we require uh, some sort of identification for those students, and then they can get a book bag filled with the necessary school supplies for their coming year. What a gift. Mm-hmm. You mentioned you have all of these um, generous volunteers and donors and that kind of thing, and, and that goes not only for your backpack program, but I know for your feeding ministry as well. How do you find all of these volunteers? Because you do this every day. Um, (laughs) I mean, that's a lot, that takes a village. That takes a lot of people. So where are you finding individuals to help support this ministry? And, and and I would also be curious, has that been affected this year with COVID? So absolutely. Yeah. No. So a lot of um, our groups that usually come in and that's been our biggest change is that, you know, in the past or the old days, as I like to call it now, (laughs) we used to need groups of, um, of 25 to 30 people to, hand out and prepare and serve the meal. So now we need just groups of six to eight to prep and six to to eight to serve the meal. So um, a lot of our groups are like 
church groups or families and friends that get together and stuff like that. So uh, we have a lot of people who've experienced us once and have had a good good experience. So they come back year after year after year, and some some churches even come up to once a month. So you know we're very blessed with those sorts of uh, fans that are dedicated to the cause and to be able to step up and show up at a moment's notice. We also have a text service, which we call our Banquet Angels, and I'm just realizing now that I don't have that card in front of me, but people can text in to um, get weekly updates of our meal needs. So that's been a big thing with COVID here is that when um, when when things started kind of shutting down a little bit, a lot of groups it's been very dependent on their comfort level of exposure. So, you know, we, we feel that we've taken a lot of proactive steps to ensure guests and volunteer safety alike. But, um, you know, there's, I'm sorry, I kind of lost my thought there. So uh, we have angels that come. So there's been people who the groups have dropped off, but there are people who get weekly texts with the needs and then they show up and they can help uh, fit into the puzzle wherever they can. Well, and I, I know one thing, Andrew, is that, um, Sometimes coming to the banquet is hard for some people um, just to admit that they're struggling. I know that's hard for right. a lot of people. Have you experienced an uptick in meals? Um, because Absolutely. you're kind of doing like a drop-off scenario, aren't you? Yeah. So before, guests would um, get in line, and then they'd be invited into our dining room. And then they would sit down and share their meal and fellowship with the other guests for, I would guesstimate, 20 to 25 minutes. But with uh, COVID restrictions, that was one of the first things. We didn't want to become one of the super spreader spots and to be responsible um, neighbors and citizens of Sioux Falls. We decided to close down our dining room. And for the last several months now, we've been serving our meals in a to-go fashion. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so we it's kind of like a drive through on foot for our guests. So, you know, they, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a line that usually starts forming. We start serving our evening meal at 6 o'clock, and they get in line probably about, 5.45 or so, and then it starts to wrap around the building a little bit, and they just walk through the line, and they get their container, and some people take their meals, and they go to their car and eat, or they go to their favorite spot around the neighborhood and, and post up and eat their meal that way, or they take them to their homes or their places of residence. So, um, yeah, that's been a, a absolute game-changer, and it flipped, flipped our operation really, really fast on how we provide our services. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as Heather, as you're talking about, it can be difficult for for guests at the banquet um, maybe to come for help or to admit that they're struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, I I happen to be, Andrew, I'll be coming over to your West location this afternoon, um, awesome. and it'll be my first time there. And I think it's a little bit difficult. Um, if I'm being honest, it's a little intimidating. For for me as a volunteer, where am I going to go, and am I going to be able to, you know, figure everything out, and uh, am I going to know what to do, and are they going to help me through it? You know, all of those little yeah. questions. So, um, how do you support your volunteers, or maybe for somebody that's listening that's never helped at their local mission or you know their local banquet? Um, how does that process work for volunteers? You know, I absolutely can resonate with you because, yeah, I know. Me personally, I'm not a morning person, so I know our church that I, the church that I attend, we often serve breakfast. So even being there by 5.30 to prep or 6.30 to serve, even that alone is intimidating. But I can assure you that you'll have a very welcoming and warm experience. So for volunteers, you know, if you're prepping, you usually get there about three hours before, almost four hours before you um, are serving the meal. And then you're going to, you're going to, 
go go in the doors and someone will direct you to where you need to go usually. So at West, I would advise to go to the, it would be the east door. Off kind of, it, it would appear to kind of be on the back side of the building or if you're coming east to our Lewis downtown location. It's... <laughs> go ahead, Andrew. What's that? I'm oh, saying okay. you're Lewis and Clark. I know Andrew, so I can pick on him. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that, that's going to get me on a sidetrack here. So my Sorry. brother and I always call it our farm boy sense. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. We a, <laughs> anytime we went on a vacation, as soon as a plane would land, my dad immediately, all right, which way is north? And it's like, oh boy. does it matter, Dad? <laughs> so, <laughs> does it matter? But, yes, if you get lost in the woods, <laughs> it matters, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if that's, the, that's the very first question. You could be anywhere. You could land in paradise. And, which way is north? <laughs> oh, that's so, funny. But, yeah, you're going to you're gonna go in, and, you know, you're probably going to be instructed to wash your hands because mm-hmm. of the, the uh, current environment we're in where you're going to go in, and you're going to be provided with uh, that opportunity to uh, wash up, and then you'll have gloves presented to you and a mask if you don't have one of those and you know from then there's a dining room coordinator which is um usually a, someone who's there most 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 of the meals and then we have our kitchen coordinator who's doing all the main cooking and then um, we'll have our front door security people so you know the, the banquet staff is really there to help lead and guide the process and you know you there's there's i understand that there's feelings of hesitancy and Stuff like that, but there, it's going to be you're going to be very well coddled or handheld to <laughs> make sure that you're doing the right things. And if there's there's no such thing as a bad question, so you know you don't have to be a master chef or anything like that. You just have to have a willing attitude, and you know there's there's lots of things that you can do throughout the meal to either be prepping or cleaning up or or doing whatever else needs to be done to make it that meal a success. So, Emily, are you going and serving with a group? So we, um, as chancery staff here at the diocese, uh, Bishop DeGrude um, has kind of launched uh, this mission, basically, in our diocese, this desire that every person serving, working, living in our diocese would be healthy, happy, and holy. And part of that is service and and giving back to our community and really finding uh, purpose. And so it's one of our, what we call H3 initiatives, Healthy, Happy, Holy initiatives. Uh, and so staff could volunteer. So coming over with a small, a small group, I think there's maybe four of us going to help prep things this afternoon and then another group that's going in the evening. So Andrew, we need to take a break, but when we come back, I want to ask all about that kitchen coordinator person and <laughs> what kind of meals you're making. And I just Absolutely. am really curious about that. So, uh, friends, let's take, a, let's take a quick break, and we will be back with Andrew Hewitt uh, right after this, director of the banquet. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your father by word and deed, that a blessing from him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. 
It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. If you have ever been through the hell of deep darkness and suffering, like the suicide of a loved one, do you know that your experience may be helpful to someone else? I'm Father Chris Alar. Mercy is defined as a particular mode of love that when love encounters suffering, it does something about it. And when you exercise the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, you are truly loving your neighbor. Jesus said, when a soul approaches me with trust, I fill it with an abundance of graces that it cannot contain it within itself, but radiates them to other souls. Let us show you how to be that radiator and find healing for yourself in the process. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hoda, thank you for joining us. We were in the middle of a conversation with Andrew Hewitt, who works over at the banquet, and we were talking about nourishing our community in different ways at the banquet, which is a food banquet <laughs> for those who... And, a feeding and, ministry, yeah. A fe- yes, because naturally we first jump as RPR folk to our banquets, and so this is a different banquet here in Sioux Falls that we're talking about that feeds the needy. And so, Andrew, we were just talking about um, different ways that people can help. Emily, you're going there this afternoon. Yes, I'm headed over this afternoon, and I'm very curious what I'm going to be making, and are they going to give me a recipe? I mean, I'm not really a huge recipe follower, to be honest. (laughs) I'm a bit of like, add a little bit of this, add a little bit of this, and you know, I like to shake things up. I'm not a big baker for that reason. It feels a little too confining for me. So how do you, how do you come up with what you're what you're making for individuals and as you're doing these to-go meals have you been able to still offer hot hot meals or have they all been kind of cold uh lunches if you will how does that work you know we've been able to keep the warm meals we have a kitchen food service manager who does all the meal planning and all the inventory and stuff so there's days that i would love her name is renee uh, I would love her job, and there's days that I would hate her job. Mm-hmm. So um, with everything being served to go, we have still been able to um, to keep our meals warm. And when you talk about having to cook the pressures off, because we have kitchen coordinators at both buildings who, who lead the food preparation. So um, they do have recipes, but they're, they're going to be the ones who are telling you to, to make whatever it is. So, like, I'm looking at our, our menu here, and it looks like, um, you know what? I'm not sure if that's, it shows that it's baked chicken, but I am looking at the dates and that doesn't seem like that would be correct. So I know last night they had chicken Alfredo 
Um, you know, we have a wide variety. And like I always joked when I started at the banquet about a year ago, that most nights when I'd leave work and I'd walk through the kitchen and I'd see what they were making, I'm like, yeah, I'd eat that for dinner. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's, very, it's very high quality um, food and it's very delicious and um, the people who are making it are good. So it's made with lots of love. So it's all, yeah. it's all good with that, right? I love that because I think it really, it dignifies um, it dignifies the process and it, and it really honors the dignity of the guests that are coming to the banquet. I think in some ways we, we want to simplify or what's just the easiest or, uh, how can, what's the fastest or way to get something yeah, done, most affordable. the most affordable or mm-hmm. yeah, whatever it might be. And so just the fact that you're really intentional about let's give people a good meal, um, uh, kind of a home cooked meal and something that is going to not only uh, nourish their body, but you know how a great meal can kind of nourish your heart and, yeah. um, and, and your soul. So I just think that's really beautiful. You know, you earlier, Andrew, you were chatting uh, or you were discussing that all of the guests, many of the guests have so many hoops that they need to jump through, um, in, various aspects of their life, whether that's with work or the system that they're, you know, kind of that they find themselves in. Um, what, what do you mean by that? What does that look like? And, and how does that differ maybe from the banquet experience? Right. So like I said earlier, just to repeat for new listeners that might be tuning in that at the banquet, we don't qualify anybody. So you simply show up and get in line and you're going to get a warm, nutritious meal where I know like, a lot of other services that um, some of our guests utilize, they have to have their photo identification. And I know we even have that rule in place for a different part of our, when we hand out our mail for the safety of the recipients of the mail. Um, we, we try to require them to have an ID, but a lot of people either don't have their IDs or their IDs get stolen or, or things of that nature. So even for them to like reacquire their IDs, they have to go through a lot of processes and they have to have the multiple forms of identification to um, qualify to get their picture IDs and things like that. So, you know, we're just, we just want to be there to, like, I I know at our closings after our meals are served for the night, we always say that, you know, we didn't cure world hunger, but we made life easier for these people Mm. for this, for this meal or for, for today. So, you know, we're, that's, we're just trying to, life is hard and it's, it's hard for um, people who who have full time jobs and families, and it's even harder for those who who are find themselves in the situation of homelessness or fixed income or other sort of hardships that people encounter in life. So, you know, we're just all about trying to make make things easy and uh, um, you know just be a resource for people in need. Well, and I just love that trying to make things easier for people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about if I were to lose my wallet. The hoops yeah. I would have to jump through to just get a new driver's license mm-hmm. and then to take away my financial ability, take away my driving ability, take away having a home where they can mail my birth certificate. You know, you take away all these different pieces and it just becomes so incredibly difficult to do something simple. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, it can feel right. really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I'm even thinking about that as as many businesses right now are going through open enrollment, you know, with insurances and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, 
those forms, the processes, the government forms, they're, they're complicated. Uh, you really have to pay attention. There was one the other day that I was like, I need a doctorate in mathematics to be able to figure out the answer to this question, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think to have that one place where people, um, you're, you don't have to worry about this. You yeah. know, you don't have to worry about your meal tonight. Do your volunteers get to spend a lot of time with the guests when they're there? Um, I, I'll go back to my language of in the olden days, absolutely. <laughs> um, that's in, in our new um, environment, that's been probably the biggest thing that we, we see is lacking is because not only do guests come to get served their meal for their, their physical nourishment, but, man, we really have a really cool community. And as we've been serving our meals to go, we've really heard a lot of people saying, oh, well, how's so-and-so, or I miss so-and-so, or have you seen person X, you know, so there's been a lot of that missing. So now instead of the guests coming in and sitting down and experiencing the banquet that way, they're, they're getting their meals to go. So they, they do get some interface with, um, the guests, but it's very, it's very, um, shortened. The, the experience is very shortened in that regard. And I know I'll give a shout out. Uh, there was a Southwestern Minnesota, um, church that had come over to serve with their youth group. And I really, got a kick out of uh, the first I had seen that the priest had taken his youth group outside and they stood in parallel with the line. And that's how they were able to kind of build up that experience and get to talk and get to meet some of our really neat guests. Right. So, Andrew, let's talk a little bit before we have to end our conversation. I want to talk a little bit about um, in the past when we've served with the banquet, it's those that serve volunteer to cook that help pay for the cost of the meal how is that working out are you finding enough people to help um and is financially is the banquet doing okay you know that's that those are really good questions because um yeah like i said in the olden days we used to need like 25 to 30 volunteers and now we need six to eight to prep and then Mm -hmm. six to eight to serve so um you know we've we've been able to kind of supplement our meals going forward with um, those smaller groups. So I would actually invite people who haven't experienced us before to make it over or come on down to the banquet or give our office a call and um, or check out our website to see our current needs to sign up um, to serve even with your family group because it's a really neat time to experience giving back in our community. And I know <laughs> Shiloh will always <laughs> poke my shoulder. I, I feel Shiloh um, seriously poking my yes. shoulder right now to tell me that, you know, <laughs> Um, right now in the holiday season, it's uh, it's really nice to be able to feel good and give back to the community. But we are a year-round program too, so um, you know uh, when it's when it's June and July, it, it does get a little sparse. But you know we've we've had those angels, like I was saying before, who've been serving many many meals a week um, at our locations, helping us keep going. Um, and that's one thing too is that you know to we we're always looking for new groups, so. You know, we've been around for 35 years, and a lot of our volunteers have been with us from the very beginning. So, you know, if there, there's, there gets to be a point of fatigue and burnout once you experience mm-hmm. something many frequently mm-hmm. over a long duration of time. So, you know, I'd invite new people out there to come on down and check us out and give us a chance to, to earn your fandom and your support. And, uh, yeah, financially, we've been doing okay, and, you know, Oftentimes, groups sponsor the meals, but we also do have lots of times that people designate gifts towards food 
when they do financially contribute to the banquet. So right now, um, I would even go as far as saying that, you know, don't even worry about the, the money aspect of it. Just come down and experience us as a volunteer. Wow. wow. I'm okay. telling Shiloh you said that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one more question with Thanksgiving coming up next week, Andrew. Do you, do you guys do some sort of Thanksgiving uh, you know, meal for individuals? What does that look like? We do. We do do a thing of the full... The full spread on uh, Thanksgiving evening. We'll have mm. our turkeys and our stuffing and our potatoes and all that good stuff. So I know at 10 o'clock today, the Turkey Federation is dropping off their annual load of turkeys. So wow, I know, cool. Um, so yeah, we're, we're really excited about that. Again, I know our hope and dream was that we would be, the dining room would be open again. But every time we seem to set our soft opening of a limited dining room, that's when the, the COVID... Mm. COVID numbers go crazy on us, and we have to reevaluate. So, you know, uh, Thanksgiving, we, we will have our our evening meal will be our turkey and stuffing and all that fun stuff. And then we also, um, when you talk about financials, we had to postpone or cancel a couple of, of our regular fall events. And we have our run for food, which is on Thanksgiving morning. That's kind of become a fun family tradition for many people to come out. And we have a path out at the fairgrounds that people can run um, mm. So that's uh, instead of having a hard start at 8 a.m., we're having an open start this year between 8 and 9 to kind of promote that social distancing so people aren't um, running in a big group or a big herd or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but so people can kind of can space out. I know my joke at the board meeting was that, you know, if we had if we had time, I'd, I'd have to really be on my game to run even faster because I'd you're getting too close to me. I better speed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andrew, give us the website real quick before we have to let you go so that people can sign yeah. up through the website. Yeah, our uh, website is uh, www.thebanquetsf.org. And then if you, Yeah, and then from there, you can just navigate to the... Um, I'm trying to get to our site just while so making sure... Um, yeah, so if you click on the Serve a Meal tab, there should be links at the top. We have Sign Up Genius is what we call right now. Awesome. It will show um, the, the current needs for the week. So, Great, yeah, Andrew. Yeah, I'd you to check that out or give us a call. Well, thank you so much, Andrew. What an absolute gift that you are to the community. And um, I know so many other communities have similar ministries. So definitely encourage everyone to, to sign up, to show up, especially right now they're in need of healthy people that can be there. So up next, we uh, are going to chat all about Advent, which is right around Whoa. the corner. How is that possible? So stay tuned for more great ideas and preparing your heart for Jesus this year. That's what's next on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 